For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Incline listeners, looking to start your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can have it heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to The Incline, your Dodgers podcast for Dodgers talk, rumors, updates, and everything Dodgers. I'm Kevin Klein. I'm David Rosenthal. I'm Ian Nielsen. We're your host, and this podcast is powered by Dodgers Lowdown. And without further ado, it's let's ride. Time for the words recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's up, everyone? Thank you for listening to The Incline. We got a great show for you today. We're, all, we're joined by two guests today. So we're going to bring on the first guest. It's Jake Reiner, newly affiliated with Dodgers Lowdown and CBS Sports LA. What's going on, Jake? Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah, I'm glad to be uh, joining DLD. I've uh, been a lifelong Dodgers fan from as far back as I can remember. So this is uh, you know, a dream come true for me to, to be able to, to cover the team in this way and to offer my perspective and yeah, these are trying times we're going through, but hopefully we can get some baseball soon. Definitely damn right. David, <laughs> what's going on? Same as usual, Kevin. Waiting on baseball. Owners are being greedy. Manfred is nowhere to be found. Uh, but we got an exciting show uh, with a very special guest, aside yep. from Jake, who I'm also yep. very happy to have on board here with us. Uh, yeah, so this will be a good show. Yeah, so... Joining us in a little bit, it's going to be the right-handed pitcher recently drafted by the Los Angeles Dodgers. It's Gavin Stone, so we're looking forward to having him on. I hope you guys stay tuned to listen to that. It's a very great interview, so we'll have that in about 20 minutes. But we got other things to talk about in the meantime. Looks like the players and owners just can't seem to reach a deal. So this might come down to Rob Manfred making the decision. And you guys, how are you feeling right now? trusting Rob Manfred to get this done? I mean, I don't trust Rob Manfred with anything. Uh, I mean, the guy is a complete no, uh, I mean, he's just 
basically a puppet. Uh, he, he works for the owners. He's, he's, he's spineless as proven with the uh, Astros investigation. Uh, but I will say, you know, he, he went on TV saying there's 100% going to be a baseball season. I've said it all along. There's going to be a baseball season. Uh, so what I mean, in my opinion, what's going to happen is there's just going to be a mandate. It's going to be a 48 to 50 game season. Players will begrudgingly accept uh, and prepare to file a grievance against the MLB for bad faith negotiations. Uh, but at the end of the day, if we get baseball, you know, that's that's all that really matters. There has to be a season. There just has to be. I don't think Major League Baseball can afford to not have a season. Now, however many games that's going to be is it's kind of up in the air. I've lost track at this point of the negotiations that have gone back and forth. And I think that the fact that these negotiations have spilled out into the public and players are airing their grievances and you got the union making a statement and then the owners making a statement, it's just re- that's really bad for baseball too. Because, you know, now, now you've got everyone involved in their business. And I don't, you know, personally, I don't think fans really care about how these negotiations are going. They just want a deal to get done. And I think, you know, with the way that the NBA has handled it so far, you haven't even heard a peep from any of those guys about what's going on with their season. And they've seemed to be able to work things out. So it's just a little, it's a little frustrating for a sport that's struggling to keep people engaged, keep the younger generation involved. And, you know, for, for hardcore baseball fans, it's, you know, we're sitting here watching old games all the time and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. fun to reminisce, but at some point you want to see, you want to see some actual, some live action that isn't, you know, coming from Korea. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I saw a tweet. I was looking for the right reporter to cite him, but he states that the season is going to start with a five. Therefore he's implying that it's going to be at least 50 games minimum. Which yeah, is still a step in. up from 48, but even if it's 52, I don't know if four games is really that much of a difference, but it's starting to look like we're going to get a really shortened season. How do you guys feel about that? You know, it is what it is at this point. Uh, I had, as I said, I knew there's always going to be a season, uh, but, you know, if you asked me a month ago, I would have said we're for sure going to get a, you know, 70 to 80 game season, which obviously is more of a, you know, normal type baseball season this this 48 to 55 whatever it is it's going to be a free-for-all uh i mean it has obviously disadvantages from a fan standpoint but i mean you could look at it as if you know the the 48 to 50 games is basically just a play-in tournament for the uh for the playoffs uh so it's going to be more intense game to game wise uh you're not going to see you know the dodgers throwing out you know they're not they're not going to be punting games you know they're not going to be pitching Russell Martin and, and Kike Hernandez in any games. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, we Obviously, we've never seen anything like this before. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic for what it could be like. Obviously, it's not ideal, but I, I you know, it could be, you know, very, very interesting with a, with a March Madness type feel. I, I have a couple of thoughts on this. One is, from a baseball fan's perspective, I think it's going to be – it could be really fun. It could be really exciting that pretty much every game matters, even though technically every game does matter in 162 game season, but you kind of lose track of that when the season is so long. So that's, that's one thing. The other thing, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with pitchers in particular, because 
over a, a long 162 game season, you're able to, you know, let your pitchers kind of go out there and stretch their arms out. Maybe they go, you know, four five, six innings to start to kind of, you know, build up that stamina. And then later on in the season, they go deeper into games. You may see pitchers going deeper into games earlier that could affect, you know, injuries and, and such like that. Or you could have guys coming out of the bullpen, uh, guys like, you know, Ross Stripling, you know, those, those, those long relievers coming in a little earlier than expected and, and then expected to go longer and deeper into games. But the other thing I think you'll see are teams that, that maybe start hot typically and then over the course of a long season kind of fade out. So you'll see a lot of teams that maybe, you know, aren't so good over the long stretch but are good right away. But then the other then the other thing is is you might see teams that are typically good over a long season that may not make the playoffs. If if you had a fifty plus game season last year, the Nationals don't make the playoffs. They don't win the World Series. Yep. I mean, you they had to have that long season in order to overcome that nineteen and thirty one start or whatever it was. Right. No, that's a good point. Uh, as I said, it's going to be a, a absolute free for all. Uh, if you remember last year, the Mariners were like the best team in the MLB for the first you know forty or so games. Uh, so it's basically. The way I see it is it gives a big advantage to worse teams. Uh, and, it, and it definitely is a disadvantage for teams like the Dodgers or the Yankees who are built to, built to last for 162 games. But uh, the Dodgers and the Yankees still have the same players. So it's basically just going to come down to, you know, performance. Uh, there's no way less room for error. And uh, – with the, I mean, I think they're going to have expanded rosters. I don't know, you know, if, what this agreement is going to entail because it's not really going to be an agreement. It's just going to be a mandate. Uh, but if it, if there is expanded rosters, which I expect there will be, I mean, that just that's another advantage for the Dodgers because they're so deep and they can carry, you know, guys who wouldn't be able to be carried on the 25, 26 man roster. You know, the one thing that I really do like um, that has come out of these negotiations is that we really do know that the players really do want to play. I've seen countless people coming out saying that we just want to play, just, you know, tell us when and where and we'll show up and play. So that's all that that's one of the more encouraging things I think that has come from this is that fans are getting to see players are not just, you know, give me all the money and I, you know, I'm not going to, you know, show up to the ballpark, but they actually do really want to play. Absolutely. And I, the one thing that's, that's kind of a bummer in the shortened season is we're not going to be able to see, you know, the Dodgers young guys specifically, like guys like Dustin May and Tony Gonsolin get to develop over the course of the year and get to get more opportunities as the year progresses uh, because I don't see them, you know, I mean, they're going to contribute, no doubt. But compared to a 162-game season where they're able to, you know, maybe have a six-man rotation for a certain stretch of the year and let those guys, you know, really get involved, uh, I mean, you know, now they're going to be forced, you know, to throw – Bueller, Price, Kershaw, Arias, like consistently, no, you know, no, no, with no room for error, you're going to have to be, you know, playing every game like it's, you know, the playoffs. Just what you want, Dave Roberts managing in do or die games. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I wanted to go back to what you guys were saying about some of the teams that probably wouldn't make the playoffs in a 162 game, but in a very short season might benefit. Philadelphia Phillies were a team over the last few years. They usually get off to a hot start and they tail off. Colorado Rockies are another team. I know people are sleeping on them just because their pitching is so bad, but I'm 
I'm kind of terrified of them in a very shortened season. Maybe not playoffs, but they could definitely be a, a potential matchup for the Dodgers. Any, I mean, anyone. The Padres, could. too. Yeah, Padres. That's exactly what I was going to say. Padres are, are a threat in a 50-game 50, 50 season. Uh, and that that would be a nightmare for me. Padres win the World Series in, in, in this year. Like, oh, that would be brutal. Well, I actually have a question. So, like, and I'm trying to – I've been struggling with this about how I feel. Like, let's say for the sake of argument, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but let's say for the sake of argument that the Dodgers do win the World Series. They break the curse or the long stretch that they've had without one. Um, would you guys feel – fulfilled if if they were to win in this scenario well me and kevin are on two different sides of this um me absolutely because my viewpoint is everyone's playing the same amount of games it's an even playing field you know unless you know the astros are back to cheating or someone else is cheating uh so as long as it's an even playing field and you know everyone is playing the same amount of games has to do with the same problems and the same difficulties yes Obviously, it's not, you know, ideal, uh, and it doesn't necessarily carry the exact same weight. But if they win the World Series, they win the World Series. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be picky about, you know, how the Dodgers, you know, what, win the World Series and, and, and under what circumstances. Uh, I just want to see them win it. Uh, so, yes, uh, I would be fulfilled. And now Kevin will tell you how he won't be. <laughs> well... I tried to make it clear last week that the Dodgers are the exception to this rule because the 2020 World Series would be more like a compensation trophy that they were kind of owed after facing two back-to-back AL pennant teams that were caught cheating. Could have been three now that the Yankees are thrown into this mix. So I will be fulfilled if they win in 2020, not because of what they did in 2020, but just because they're owed based off the success they've had in the past, dating back to 2013, when I felt like the St. Louis Cardinals purposely broke Hanley Ramirez's ribs just to get a leg up on the Dodgers. Uh, so Joe Kelly. But okay, yeah. let's say like a team like the New York Yankees or Minnesota Twins, Cleveland Indians, et cetera, go down the line. I'm not going to take that World Series win seriously whatsoever, and I'm going to continue to remind their fans – that you have to put an asterisk next to that trophy because this is just not a real baseball season, what we're getting whatsoever. I sort of fall in between both of you guys, I think, now that I've had time to think about it. And my, my take is this. Will I be completely fulfilled if the Dodgers win a World Series under this scenario? Not completely. I will be happy. I will be, you know, overjoyed. But I don't think it would give me the satisfaction uh, if – as it would had we won in 17 or had we won in 18. You know, saying that, having said that, um, the way I would feel fulfilled is we win the the World Series in a 50-game season or whatever it is, and then we come out the next year when there is a full season and win again. And I think only only at that point will I be like, okay, we've arrived. We're, we, you know, we we can shake that, you know, that 30-plus year, uh, stigma off our backs. Um, so th- that's kind of where I fall. Yeah, Dig no, it. that's kind of where I am too. Uh, but I mean, if it's, if it's a yes or no question, uh, my answer would be yes, for sure. Well, it's never a yes or no question, David. It's 
<laughs> Got to give the full picture. <laughs> I just want to see Mookie Betts play a game oh with the my Dodgers God, finally. I've been yeah. waiting for this moment since like October, which is ahead of the field, but still. You were ahead of the curve on, on Mookie Betts for sure. Wow. Yeah, and, I, I, I want to see I want to see Mookie play. I really do. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the offseason to see how much money he potentially gets or how much money he potentially loses because of this thing. Um, but yeah, I want to see I want to see him in a Dodger uniform. I want to see I, I want him to stay here um, yeah. for the long run. That's the that's the real goal. Um, but you guys brought up the uh, the Yankees, you know, kind of thing that's been going on. They've, they've kind of been uh, put into the spotlight with the whole cheating scandal and all that. And, uh, you know, I don't know what that letter says that Rob Manfred wrote to them. I don't know what's in there, but what's really pissed me off, uh, after all of this is all the Astros guys are now speaking up and being like, Oh really? Like, you know, the Yankees are involved now. It's just, God, it's just another reason why I just can't stand these guys. It's like, dude, like, so, so what you did now is, is validated because another team did it. It's like exactly. it's the worst case of like, what about I've ever seen. It, <laughs> it's so frustrating. No, they're all tweeting like, you know, middle schoolers, Carlos Correa tried to troll Aaron judge. And it's like, dude, you, like there's literally video footage of you like a few months ago, like lying through your teeth and then right. you got caught lying. So it's just like, sit this one out, man. It's like, you just, just, just sit out. Just take your loss and just move on. Right. Yeah. God, is there any AL team that plays a clean game at this point? Because <laughs> everyone talks. The Orioles. That yeah. too. Everyone talks of the American League like they're the superior league. But now every team is being exposed as cheaters. And they have a DH. It's like, how much help do you guys need? Yeah, I saw in that... Uh report there was apparently the the rangers and the and the royals were involved in something too now and it's like you guys can't even cheat right like <laughs> you guys aren't even playing well and you're still cheating all right circling back to the dodgers in this 2020 season who are some guys that aren't maybe the front runners the popular names that you're keeping your eye out on who could potentially make an impact in this upcoming season. All right. I'll go with mine first because I ha- I've already kind of had <laughs> this one in mind. I'm actually going to go with Tony Gonsolin because I don't think Alex Wood is going to last as their fifth starter. He mm. was terrible last season. He's been pretty mediocre this spring. He has an entire history with injuries. Tony Gonsolin was absolutely dealing this spring. He showed it in 2019 how good of an effective pitcher he is. The guy looks absolutely ready. Dodgers could use another right-hander in the rotation. I'd prefer not to see four lefties and one righty. So, actually, Gonsolin is a guy I'm pretty high on, and I think he's going to make an impact. I, I'd say that at the before we, you know, lost baseball uh, this season, I was really looking forward to seeing Will Smith and Gavin Lux have a full season under their belts to really show that they are major league starters, and they may be able to prove that. But I'm looking to the, to the to those two young guys to see how they develop and how they fit in uh, moving forward. Um, also, you know what what position Gavin Lux ends up playing. Um, I know that he's sort of 
you know, obviously he's second base right now, but he's flirted with shortstop. They've talked about maybe moving him to the outfield at some point, even though the outfield is completely crowded. Um, but, you know, with Corey Seager's injuries, we don't know, you know, if he's going to be completely healthy. It would be interesting to see what, what happens with, with Gavin Lux. And then the other thing, um, the other two players that I, I kind of have my eye on are Jock Peterson, because there was a little bit of a, you know, kind of a touchy situation where like there was a trade in place. He was going to be sent to the Angels with Ross Stripling. And then Artie Moreno had a complete brain fart and decided to pull out of that deal for some reason I'll never understand. Yeah. Um, but it'll, it'll it, I'm, I'm curious to see what, what Jock Peterson does this season. And if, you know, he kind of just kind of fits back into the, into the mold that he's been doing. Um, and then the other guy who, you know, I'm rooting for just because we paid him so much money to play for us is AJ Pollock. Like I really, I really would like to see him not only stay healthy, but contribute and actually hit left-handed pitching, which is why we got him. And I just think that I feel bad for the dude. He had a horrendous NLDS last season. Uh, never, never, I don't think even, you know, uh, foul tipped the ball, um, let alone, you know, put the ball in play. So I'm 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 really rooting for him to to kind of to kind of rebound and show that that there was a reason we paid him all this money to play. Yeah, well, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, you know my answer on this. Uh, it's Dustin May for me. It's always going to be Dustin May for me. Uh, I think he has the potential to be as good or better as Walker Bueller. Uh, it's just a matter of you know that third pitch, their third fourth pitch, and uh, opportunities. Uh, and this, you know, it sucks for him and, and many other guys that it's not going to be a 162 game season where he can, you know, get chances, you know, throughout the season. Uh, whereas this year, I, I would assume in a shortened season, they'll try to maybe use him out of the bullpen uh, with so many starters like Wood, Stripling, Gonsolin. Uh, but I think he has a, the ability to make a huge impact on this team, uh, whether it's starting or relieving, even as you know, he approaches his, I guess it would be considered his rookie season because last year wasn't a full season. So yeah, it's I, Dustin May. I, I totally agree with you, David, because like I was saying earlier, like I feel like there's going to be a huge opportunity for long relievers, at least mm-hmm. to start this season, because I, I can't imagine you're going to ask, you know, your starters to go deep into games right off the bat. I mean, managers are so careful with their pitchers. I think you're going to see, you know, Gonsolin and May really have opportunities to come in and pitch, you know, uh, for, you know, three or four innings uh, to really, you know, develop them and get their arm strength. And then, like you were saying, Kevin, you know, we don't know how Alex Wood is going to fare. Uh, He's coming off a pretty terrible season in Cincinnati. He didn't really pitch that much. Um, So, you know, you've – what I like about this team is that you've got – guys that are ready to start that are proven major leaguers that it can come in and and be pretty effective definitely all right now we're going to introduce gavin stone fifth rounder central arkansas all right everyone we're joined by our special guest today it's gavin stone the newly drafted los angeles dodger he was selected in the fifth round he's a right-handed pitcher thank you for coming on gavin how's it going oh it's going great great how are you guys we're doing good. So yeah. just walk us through how you're feeling right now being drafted to Major League Baseball. Oh, it's been a dream of mine since I was a little kid. So 
feeling's overwhelming right now and so surreal to me and my family. And I'm just very appreciative of uh, the opportunity that the Dodgers are giving me. That's great to hear. I know Jake and David, you wanted to ask some questions, so I'm going to leave the floor to you guys. Go ahead, Jake. Okay. Hey, Gavin. Jake Reiner here. Um, just wanted to ask you kind of what your what was going through your mind when you got the call that you were drafted by the Dodgers? Oh, you know, before the call, I was really stressed because uh, a couple teams have called before or earlier in the draft and, um, uh, and no luck. But um, uh, whenever I got the call from the Dodgers, I was super excited, super thrilled. And uh, uh, I knew it was a great organization, and uh, I just couldn't wait to uh, to hear my name called on the screen. Now, obviously, the Dodgers have a, a track record of developing really great pitchers. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, for one, going through the going through the farm system, um, and and Walker Buehler too. How do you feel like joining this organization, knowing that they have this track record of developing young, you know, stud pitchers? Oh, that's what I was most excited about. Um, so early in the fall. Uh, this past year, my coaches or Dodgers were one of the first teams to contact me, and my coaches let me uh, let me in on uh, you know their player development and how they run things and stuff. So I was pretty pumped about that, and uh, I couldn't think of a better organization to go to for player development and, uh, and on the pitching side. So sweet, David. So you so you're from Arkansas. So well, who was your favorite team growing up, and and your favorite player? Uh, relatively everybody around here likes the Cardinals. Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really have a favorite team. Uh, I just love the game of baseball in general. So, um, yeah, I didn't really have a favorite team, but everybody around here loves the Cardinals. So, All right. And uh, if you were to compare yourself past or present to, a, to an MLB player, who would you say you're, you're, you model your game after or, or you're most closely, you know, associated with in terms of how you view yourself? Yeah, so um, – uh, I try not. To, I try to model my game after several pitchers, um, just to take uh, bits and pieces from guys that uh, that uh, are successful in the league. But one guy I look up to really close is actually Walker Buehler, um, and how he made his way through the, how, he, how he made his way through the organization and and uh, how he got better. And uh, um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to learn from him and watch what he does, and and hopefully take some information in from him. That's awesome, so man. So, Gavin, um, it's been reported that the, the Dodgers were kind of looking at, at players uh, in a small sample size. So, like, they were looking at what they've done lately in 2020 in the sort of abbreviated, uh, you know, shortened season. Uh, did you know that uh, going in that they were kind of looking at, you know, what pitchers and players had done, had done recently um, in, in, their, uh, in their careers? Uh, you know, I, I did not know that, but uh, I'm very thankful that they, that they did. <laughs> and I'm uh, very thankful for uh, my college coaches for giving me the opportunity to uh, to uh, shine in that Friday night role. So, I mean, without them, it wouldn't have been possible. And, no, I, I did not know that, but I'm very thankful for it. Well, you couldn't have finished any better, and you threw a no-hitter in your last outing. So, I mean, you, you definitely solidified your spot, I think, in the, uh, in, in the Dodgers organization. So, can you kind of talk, us, talk to us about that no-hitter and, like, what, what that was like? Uh, it was fun. It was just, it was just a normal Friday, uh, Friday afternoon, Friday start. Uh, but I had, I had a really good feel for my two-seam uh, in the bullpen before the game. So, I knew I was going to use it a lot. And so, I just 
I just stayed slaughter or two cent men slaughter away and they never adjusted and it ended up working out for us. But I mean it, it was a it was an overwhelming experience too. That was the first no hitter that I had ever thrown. So it was fun. It was really, really fun. I have a question, Gavin. Are there any players that were already drafted to the MLB or maybe this current year that you have a relationship with? Yeah, one of my best friends. Uh, actually, a couple of my best friends uh, that I played with my freshman year that went to UCA uh, are in the Kansas City Royals organization. Oh, nice. And then I have uh, another buddy that played at UCA the year before I got there. His name's Ty Ty. He plays for the Blue Jays. So, yeah, I mean, and, and then uh, another – Arkansas guy from around Jonesboro, Arkansas, is P.J. Hilson. He signed with the Giants a couple of years ago. So, yeah, and I've gotten a lot of insight on uh, how, how the minor leagues work and how uh, how grindy it is. So, awesome to hear. My have you s- talked to any of the uh, other other draft picks yet? Dodgers draft picks? I have not. I have not gotten contact with those guys, but I look forward to uh, meeting them and talking to them. When you when you got the call that you were drafted, was it was it Andrew Friedman who called you? Uh, it was actually – actually, they called my, my advisor, and then my advisor called me. So – but I, I would – Brian Kraft called me right around my name was picked. So, I, I, I'd imagine it was him, but I'm not for sure. Here's my last question. Have you been to Los Angeles before? I have. I have. My grandma actually took me down to Los Angeles whenever I was about 12 years old. We went to uh, Catalina Island, which is in Long, which is off the coast of Long Beach. But went to Catalina Island, and then we went to Universal Studios. So I spent some time in LA. Awesome. We got the geography down too. I see. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was that was impressive. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, you guys have any last questions for Gavin? That was great, man. Uh, you know, I, I hope you're with your family and excited. I, I, I guess you're going to sign your contract here pretty soon and, and just welcome welcome to the Dodgers organization. And, and we, I wish you the best and look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited to get started. Congrats, dude. Thank Congrats, you. Congrats, Gavin. You. Wish you all the best of luck. Hopefully we see you in the show not too long from now. I hope so. I hope so. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank all right, you. Man. Go Dodgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right have a good one you too all right guys so that was gavin stone on the line very thrilled to be a dodger as you heard so we're definitely looking forward to seeing what he brings in the future i'll take it back to david and jake why don't you guys close it off with any final thoughts yeah i mean that was great to hear from you know one of our newest dodgers uh super nice guy uh talented player and uh, we look forward to you know seeing him develop over the years uh but now you know it's still the waiting game sounds like manfred's gonna be you know swinging that hammer any day now uh implementing the you know shorter season uh so it's basically you know time to get ready for for baseball which should return and you know i would guess between july 10th and july 15th so at this point i'm just I'm over the, uh, you know, negotiations and I'm over being frustrated about it. So now I'm just going to transition to being excited about the season. I agree with you. And, and to hear from Gavin, it was awesome. Seems like a really good kid. Um, it, it seems like the Dodgers really um, had a, a, a game plan in mind of who, who they wanted to pitch for them. And they got a lot of guy, a lot of right-handed college pitchers that are fireballers and I'm, I'm thrilled that they're keeping with the tradition of developing good young arms. Um, I, I, I love seeing that. Uh, Gavin seems like a great guy and uh, hopefully he makes it to the major leagues. Hopefully, hopefully all these guys make it to the major leagues. And uh, to David's point, 
um, ready for the season to start. Uh, it's good that they're, they're sort of saying we're having a season no matter what, but um, at how many games we're going to play is, is still kind of up in the air. And I just, I just hope, I really hope that baseball is able to recover from this. However many games they play, I hope they're able to recover from this. And then next year uh, when uh, we're not dealing with COVID-19, we can, you know, kind of hit the reset button. Yeah, yeah I agree. Baseball's going to be fine. It's, you know, they're going to have a, a difficult, you know, negotiations in, in 2021 or, or 2022 when, these, when the CBA expires. But baseball is going to be fine. They just signed a, a billion-dollar deal with, with TBS or, or Turner to uh, broadcast one postseason series. So that's just for one series. So baseball's fine. Don't listen to anyone who says it's not profitable. Uh, they're lying. The owners are, are, you know, lying about that. They're just trying to, you know, posture themselves. I just hope the fans stick with it. That's, that's my yeah, whole point. No, you know? that's I just hope exactly. that, we, that, like, you know, people will continue to want to watch. Definitely. And I think most, I think most will – uh, and hopefully, you know, when baseball returns, it's going to be the only sport. So hopefully they get get more new fans. The ball's now in Sippy Cup Manfred's court. So <laughs> let's see if he can make a rational decision here. There's a lot riding on what he's about to do. But, Jake, really appreciate you coming on as well. Of course. Hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Maybe we'll have you on very soon when there's actual baseball to talk about. A lot of this has just been kind of winging it. But – you know, good experience, I suppose. Can't wait for some actual play because this is getting rough over here. July, July 15th, 52-game season. You heard it here first. All right. All right. Thank you guys for listening to The Incline. We're out. of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.